Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlson. In today's episode, we are talking about what happens at the end. I'm not quite talking about death, although I was an elder law attorney. I got to experience a lot of death and a lot of dying people. And then I worked in a probate court. So there was a lot of a lot of death in my past. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about the death of businesses. What happens at the end of a business? when you either don't want to continue or you're just not able to continue anymore. Now, I know this topic may not sound like it's applicable to a lot of people. I mean, there's streamers who watch my show, right? And for streaming, you just stop streaming, right? I mean, most of you have not actually considered how to run your stream like a real business. You don't have an LLC. You don't, you're not doing all that stuff. Uh, I'm not an attorney. Can't give you legal advice, but you should probably talk to an attorney about setting all that up. I mean, just saying. Anyway, if you have all that stuff set up, if you have a company, an LLC, a corporation, some sort of legal entity, or you're running some other type of business, maybe you're an esports or a game developer or something, right? What happens when it gets to the point either you don't want to continue that business any longer, or what if you're not able to continue that business any longer? So there are only a couple of options. And, um, I have some examples. I'm not sure I can give you some of these examples, but I, I'll see how I can, I can run this episode. Um, one of your, the first things you can do is you can just wind it down, all right? You can just get to the point where you're like, I'm done. I don't really want to do this anymore. Maybe the company is, um, you know, it has more losses than it has profit, or maybe you just aren't interested in keeping it going any longer. It's a solopreneur kind of thing, or, you know, it's just not interesting anymore, right? You just want out, close it down, shut it down. That's an absolute possibility. You know, there's not much that goes with it. You got to let people go, right? You got to fire everybody, make sure all your contracts are complete. You know, I'm not giving legal advice, talk to an attorney, talk to your accountant. Um, and you, you sell your stuff and then you make sure that all your taxes are paid proper. And that should be the end of it. You walk away, you let the state know, you let your tax departments know, whatever it is for your jurisdiction, talk to an attorney. All right. Um, that's kind of like the simplest way to end a business. You just kind of shut it down. You close everything out. You just let everybody know you're closing. And um, that process can take anywhere from like a month to a couple of months. Really depends on how involved your business is. Um, but that's the most simple, you know, there, there's not a lot of profit that comes with it. It's not like you're selling your business, which is the next one. Um, usually there's not a lot of liabilities. I mean, if you're losing more money than you're making in the business and you're a solo and you're like shoveling cash into this business, um, I mean, I'm not an accountant. Again, talk to fin you know, financial planners, advisors, all that. Um, you can take losses usually on your taxes. So that it's not necessarily a bad thing, but um, you know, go, it's, it's like the simplest option. Another option is you sell your business. And so this is something that I didn't actually participate in. I, um, this is something I would refer out to consultants who, who knew how to do this. Um, what you would do is you go through and you get your company valued. Okay. So that you have some evaluator come in, they figure out how much all your equipment is worth. They figure out how much money you're making every year. They figure out what your contracts are worth. They figure out the goodwill, you know, the leadership team, and they tell you your company is worth this much. You can probably sell it for this much. Okay. And, um, they also usually give you options on how to, um, increase the value of your company. So if you have like a procedure manual that increases the value of your company, you know, most companies don't do that. Um, 
it, there's just simple little things that you can do. Um, you can improve efficiencies. You can, you know, uh, make your contracts worth a little bit more. You, you raise the, the value of your company in the short term in order to sell it for more and then leave it to be somebody else's problem. Now, selling companies... Uh, that's a difficult task. It's kind of Herculean to some extent, depends on the company because you are essentially in the, in essence, looking for an investor to buy your company. Maybe you're looking for a competitor. Competitors are usually a good first start. Um, who's already in the industry who might want more market share. You go to them and you're like, Hey, I'm willing to sell. They'll haggle you. You come to some price. And then what happens is they may keep you on. They may tell you just to shove off, but after whatever amount of time that was a contract done, you're out, you take your cash and you walk away. And um, it, does, you know, it doesn't even have to be that you like are done with the business. It could just be someone who comes and offers you to, to buy your company from you. Um, I was just interviewing somebody today. Um, one of his companies was purchased. And so he, he just walked away. All right, so that's number two. Now, um, those are kind of best case scenarios. I mean, I guess you could go public. Going public is another option. Um, it's a little more difficult. It's, it takes a lot of attorney's fees. It takes a lot of paperwork. Um, you have to have the right model. You have to have the right backers. And like, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, if your business is kind of at the place that you're even talking about going public, um, speak to an attorney. That's the, really the only advice you, you can have because they're going to tell you what that process is. And don't just talk to your like local hometown attorney, the guy who like checks your contracts for you. you no know, offense to those guys or gals or ladies. I mean, um, they're, they're just not equipped for that type of law. You really need to go to a large firm, preferably in a, a, a jurisdiction that handles this repeatedly um, because it is like the paperwork stack is just huge. And like, this may even be small, like it's a stack of paperwork and you're, you're dealing with regulatory bodies and you're dealing with, you know, um, with uh, all kinds of compliance and, um, a lot of one thing that people don't really talk about when it comes to going public is usually you, you, you lose control of the business. Like you may start, you know, stay as the CEO to start, or, um, you may, you know, have your position usually within a year you get voted out because, um, it's, it's a for-profit company. And if big moneyed people are coming in and they're buying shares of your company, then what happens is they want someone who knows how to run a big business, how to scale a big business to run it. And so you could just expect to be kicked out once you go public. I mean, that's what happened to Apple. That's what happened to Steve Jobs, right? Like they went public about a year later, they kicked him out. And, you know, it, it sucked for them because they picked the wrong guy. They were, the funny thing is they replaced him with a guy that he like fought tooth and nail to get. And they replaced him with that guy. And, uh, you know, several years later, they actually had to ask him back because Apple was struggling and he was such a visionary. He was able to bring him back. Um, that doesn't usually happen. So there's, you know, winding it down, they're selling it, there's going public. And those are like, all best case scenarios. If your business in a, is in a situation where you're losing more money than you're making, and there's just no way that you're going to be able to like shovel money in to keep it going, to be able to fulfill your contracts, to be able to pay your debtors, uh, you really should be looking, again, talk to an attorney. You should be looking at bankruptcy um, or finding a partner to try to save it. Or like once you get to a, a point where your business is in trouble, you really need to find 
it's the probably best bet is the way is to getting out. Uh, just because it's not good to throw. It's, it's not advisable to throw good money after bad. You'll hear that often. And so if you can just end the business, save your investors money or save your, uh, or try to preserve the money of people who've you know, purchased from you that you haven't fulfilled yet. Maybe you have accounts receivable, um, um, really consider getting out, um, and bankruptcy, at least in the United States, I don't know, you know, to the extent people watch this around the world, but in the United States, bankruptcy was set up specifically, you know, and, and for corporations, it was set up to be able to allow you to get out without ramifications to yourself. And so long as you follow, you know, the business judgment rule, and so long as you haven't pierced the veil, or so long as you're not acting in bad faith or committing fraud, um, you it doesn't hit you personally. It may have effects on you in the end. Um, it may affect your ability to get a lender or um, an investor sometime in the future because they're going to ask you if you ever had a business that went bankrupt. And if you say yes, it may not end the deal, but it makes it much tougher for anybody to want to give you money because like you, you put all this money in and you drove your business to the ground. Why can I, how can I trust you they're gonna, that you're going to be able to take my business with my money anywhere. Right. So there's a lot of considerations that you have to have. Um, um, I, I guess another out is you end up in jail. That's the other option. I did have a client years and years ago, um, took investor money, took a lot of investor money and just burned that money, burned it on like an Escalade and on new clothes and on fancy dinners. And it was, it was bad. They, they, this person should not have been doing what they were doing. And uh, it turned out this person had actually been going around state to state, raising funds in the state, burning it all in this manner, and then running away when the authorities started getting on their tail. And eventually the FBI tracked this person down. And as far as I'm aware, that person might still be in federal prison. Um, so there, there's your five options, right? So you can either just wind it down, you can sell it, you can go public, you can bankrupt the company because you just don't, you're not, it's not going well, or you end up in jail and the company closes anyway and probably goes bankrupt anyway. So uh, that's it. That's what I want to talk about today. You know, what happens at the end of a business? Because I don't think a lot of people talk too much about you know, thinking with the end in mind. Um, I know when I refer people to investors, usually a question that an investor asks is what's my exit strategy? How do I get out of this business? Cause they don't want their money trapped up in this entity. Like they, they want their money back. Right. And they want more money back. So like, are you going to sell, are you going to buy them out? Are you going to go public? Are you going to you know wind the business down? Like how, how does this money get back out? So there's something that a lot of people just don't even consider and it may behoove you to consider these things, you know, even if you are a small streamer, because if you are doing it properly and you have a business entity and you, you have an accountant doing your taxes and all that, all that stuff, what happens one day when you want to shut it down? You need, you need to understand what that process is. Does it take 30 days? Does it take 90 days? Some jurisdictions are different. Um, does it, what kinds of paperwork does it take? I mean, a lot of people are like, I'm just going to shut it down. Who cares? But you still have to file tax paperwork because based on your jurisdiction's rules. So um, take some time to consider that. And um, it's not the sexiest topic, I understand, but it's also one of the more important things that you can consider. Otherwise, you could be in trouble like there's, there's ramifications for not thinking of these things. So I'm going to remind you all organization is the enemy of sloth. You know, one of my favorite books, um, is the seven habits of highly effective people. And like, I think of rule, 
number one, one of the rules in there was start with the end in mind. So that's what I'm talking about. You, how, how does this end? How are, how do you plan on it ending? And if you, if it's tending toward an ending that you don't want, how do you save it? Or do you just bite the bullet? Like if, if your company looks like it's going to go bankrupt in three months, it may not be the best option to try to save that business. Like if, if, unless it takes like an absolute hail Mary, we have to have an investor come in, drop $3 million today. And like, even then, like we might have to use some of that money to pay the bills. Investors do not like you spending their money to pay the bills. Like that's, if you're telling them we need equipment and uh, you're like, well, well we got to pay our employees there. That's not what that money was for. And um, that, that could get you in some trouble and might break some, breach some contracts. Um, so just understand not every business is supposed to continue. You know, eight out of 10 businesses close in the first five years after they open. That's, that's what, 80%. 80% of businesses close in five years or within five years. Of those that survive, that 20%, eight out of 10 of them close in the next five years. So out of, you know, um, 100 businesses over 10 years, only, I guess that's four, 4% survive. So is your business going to be that 4%? I know we all want to wish it is. We all wish this will be the thing that goes forever, but you know, just by the numbers, it isn't. And you really need to consider how does that apply to you? How do you structure your yourself in a way to be able to avoid the calamity that so many people face at the end? Know what your numbers are day to day. Know what your exit strategy is day to day, because there may it may come that you know a contract falls through or something breaks in your business, and instead of you know trying to struggle for five to ten months and then realizing ten months from now there's just no way to save it and I'm already putting an extra twenty thousand in and like this this business is just eating my life, you just end it, end it early. There's no shame in that. If it's going to end, it's going to end. At least end on a high note. You know, try to pull something back out of it, and then move on to your next thing. So that's what I got for you all today. Don't be just a gamer, be a gamerpreneur. <laughs>